Let's see mother pattern for me, murderous philogreen. I'm caught in the twisting of the vine. Ghosts and with ivy climbing, ignore and leave for me. The headstone crumbling behind. G'day, how are ya? Welcome to episode number 40 of the Average Man Podcast. I'm going to jump straight into my shout-outs before we get this thing up and underway. I'd like to shout-out, as always, to Two-Way Hire Services. Two-Way Hire Services are your family-owned and operated two-way radio supplier. They ship throughout WA free of charge so they can look after you up here in the Pilbara. Whether you need a portable handheld radio, a CB radio for your vehicle or an antenna, Two-Way Hire Services will keep you connected. Check them out, Facebook, Instagram, or at their website, www.twhs.com.au. Also, like to shout out to Perth Hire. Perth Hire have you covered for honing, polishing, cutting, and drilling hire equipment for all your concrete and construction job needs. Consumable products also available. Check those dudes out at Facebook, Instagram, or www.hireperth.com.au. Would also like to shout out, as always, to Captured by Carlos. Uh, he's a the uh, Average Man podcast alumni, two times now. He's a local photographer uh, who does landscape photos, a lot of drone photos, small video edits, family portraits, some commercial jobs around town. You would see him. His logo is the one up on the uh, Everything Headland um, front page there, the photo of the ships and his little logo in the center there. So you can check my man out at Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. Also, like to shout out to PCC Productions. Uh, PCC are the audiovisual specialists up here in the Pilbara. PCC are a company that thrives on making Headland an awesome place to live through epic live events and supporting local musicians. Check them out on Facebook, Instagram, www.pccproductions.com.au. Uh, also, like to shout out to my friends at Ironworks Gym uh, over in Port Headland on Anderson Street. Ironworks is a functional fitness studio that incorporates Olympic, Olympic weightlifting, uh, powerlifting, uh, normal gym, plyometrics, and cardio. They're all about having a strong community of like-minded people who help push, support, and motivate members to f- their full potential. They cater for all people of all shapes and sizes, no matter what the fitness level they're in. And the, their motto is, we are dedicated, we are determined, we are iron strong. Um yeah, I've been out there and checked out what the guys do over there, and it's a real good setup they got over in Anderson Street. It's nice to have something decent on this side of this side of the bridge, eh? So get down there and check them out. They start classes from about five o'clock in the morning, and then they run, you know, different times throughout the day. I think the last class is about six in the evening, so plenty of time to get your work in. Um, get on there and, and check those dudes out, and um, go give it a crack. So, shout outs out the way. It is Sunday, the thirtieth of June. Iron Jack race day also. My wife's over at the races today, so I've got the kiddies at home. One's having some quiet time in a cubby house he's made in his bed, watching some uh, in his bedroom, watching some um, iPad time, having a bit of screen time, and my little daughter is asleep. 
So there's a high chance one or the other is going to cause a ruckus at some stage during this podcast and come out, and I'll have to put out some fires and sort them out. Um, but, yeah, I've got, I should have an hour window to, to get some work pumped out here now for you. So let's um, go over some of the local events we've got going on um, in town at the moment. I, I missed last week um, just because I was outside busy working on the, the tinny, really. Um, I had the boat. So I bought this tinny back in probably 2012, 2013, and um, she got heaps of work up here and, um, yeah, I mean, caught heaps of good fish, did a few trips, camping trips and stuff with her, had a great time, and then got, came to the end of our first swing up here in Headland and we thought, oh, it might be a good time to, um, yeah, get rid of the thing. So I put it out there that I was going to sell it, and the old boy who was down in Perth jumped on it and said, hey, man, we want to buy that tinny off you. And I was like, oh, I don't want to sell it to my family members, and you're all the way down in Perth, and it's you know going to be a mission, yada, yada, yada. But the old boy was adamant. He wanted the tinny. He wanted a boat down there for the brothers and stuff in in Perth. So um, we threw it on a truck and sent it down and did the deal. And then um, basically she sat there for the next two years out the front of my brother-in-law's house, didn't get touched i mean they they got the new trailer built for it um had some cracks in the hull and and in the handrailing welded up welded up on it bought an epurb for it some flares life jackets did all this work and it just sat there man and then uh when we came back up at the start of last well actually when we came back up that was like take the boat with you and sort of didn't have the the space or anything to do i had to tow my work trailer up with me so she stayed down there for another year sitting out in the weather just doing nothing and then um when we went down at christmas just uh christmas just passed the old boy again was was on to me take that boat back up with you take that boat back up with you i was like oh dude i don't really have the cash sitting around to buy the thing back at the moment you know and he's like just take it i felt uncomfortable taking something that he'd bought off me and Ended up, he just said, "Look, put it this way: you can take, we'll take it out of your wheel. Get rid of the damn thing." <laughs> so I was like, "Okay, I can live with that." So I hooked her on the back, dragged her up here, and it's now sat up here for another six months. And I knew I had a little bit of work to do on it before she got back out in the water. So we, me and my brother, got out there last weekend and had a crack at some of that. Uh, cleaned it all up, um, made a box for the new battery and added some timber um shelving for the, the fuel tanks to sit on and re-glue down the carpet and um yeah cleaned everything up and then kicked her over and she coughed and spluttered and threw out all this black smoke and black oil out the prop and we were a little bit worried for a minute kept running it and then she sort of came good in the end was, was running pretty good near the end maybe a little bit rich on the fuel and then we opened up the head on the on the um on the motor and and um the cover on the motor and she was had a pretty decent fuel leak so that one's gonna have to go see the professional to get sorted out but that's kind of what i spent last weekend doing and i didn't really have i should you know because i was working with my brother as well you can't just stop things and and let other people pick up all the slack so i kind of dropped the ball on that one and didn't put any time aside to do the podcast so uh here i am fortnight later and just getting back onto it so there's probably a few bits and pieces i missed around town in that time we also had the in-laws in town over the last two weeks they've been here for four days and they were away for a few and they're back for another four days so my evenings were kind of a little bit busy and um catching up with people and doing all that kind of shit so just trying to get back on the horse again here and um and get back into the swing of things uh so what we've got for local events around town is um there's carnival in south i think they 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 kicked uh open the doors on thursday evening 
Um, that would have been on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. I'm not sure if she's on today also, but I've seen they got. Uh, I saw that they had some pretty cool rides and stuff like that set up there on the um, over behind one in Carra Stadium. Not sure what that co- uh, what that stadium's um, name is over there, the Swanies um, Football Ground. I'm not sure what the name of that stadium is, but you know the one behind behind the big blue gym. So um, yeah, no doubt some people got down there and checked that one out. Um, We've got some live music coming coming up at the Yachty on the 9th of August. So that's still a good five weeks away. Uh, Lane Wolf playing at the Yachty on the 9th of August. Uh, there was an art sale on this weekend. I believe that was yesterday. Would have been nice to have got down and, and checked that one out as well. But I think I've mentioned previously on the podcast, we, we've sort of got heads down at the moment just trying to put some money away and, and um, get, in, get in front of it all. So... I'm not going down spending hundreds of dollars on paintings at the moment, but um, hopefully they did it right down there. I'm sure there's some good artwork uh, kicking around from local artists. Um, went down to the went down to the um, cemetery beach park with the kids and the dog today, and um, it's been closed, man, for weeks. Well, it's obviously was damaged. All the the, the beachfront uh, was all damaged in in the cyclone that that we had come through. What, what was her name? I forgot the name of that. Veronica, during Cyclone Veronica. Um, and there's been a lot of wash away and things like that and, and damaged the, the fence on the ocean side of the playground. So they've just sort of had a, a temporary fence set up there where, and where they're doing works on the other side of it. And the playground's just been locked for like, I don't know, a couple of months now, I think. And it's like kind of typical Headland style, that sort of shit. Just main, one of the main playgrounds in Port Headland, I just got it closed and all that's wrong with it is a fence. It would have taken, you know, half a day to throw that fence back up. So I don't know what the deal is there. I've been there a few times and thought, oh, the bloody park's closed again. So I jumped in the car and took off to go find another park. But because I had my dogs with me, I didn't want to go to a park that's crowded and then I'm trying to manage two kids and two dogs while they're running around and there's a bunch of other kids and parents and everything around. So... I thought, you know, I'll bugger it, man. There's nothing wrong with the playground. It's just them, you know, whoever's running that job, not doing a good job of um, either setting up a decent temporary fence along the back of the playground or just erecting the the original fence again and, and opening the park back up. So uh, I'm just going to do the old sneaky, sneaky rebel trick and, and go in the back gate. It was like literally you didn't have to move anything. You walk straight through the uh, temporary fence panel that's lying on the ground and walk around through the, the hole in the back of the fence. So we did that with the dogs. Had a bit of a play, cruise around there, and uh, the old boy Casper, who's like my oldest um, dog, he's about twelve at the moment. Uh, he's kind of got Staffy, Labrador, and, and Kelpie in him, and he loves the ball, man. He, he goes flat out. He's always been a hundred miles an hour. This dog. Um, I've been trying to slow him down as he, as he gets a bit older because I see him limping around here and there, and he's getting cataracts over his eyes and drops the ball a whole lot more than he used to when he was a young fella. But he just loves it, man. He's just a hundred mile an hour dog. So. We were down the park. Kids were running around playing, loving having the whole thing to themselves. And, um, yeah, I threw the ball for a minute. It's like bounced into one of the the, the big uh, metal poles. They've got uh, posts they've got sticking out in the middle of that playground. And he's ran up 100 miles an hour, grabbed the ball, and as he's whipped his head up, he's uh, he's whipped his head up and just gone, dong, like rung the bell on, on, this, metal, on this metal post, man. And he kind of did this weird – um, fucked up like stagger thing, like had his head kind of down and he like limped off and staggered to the side, uh, like did that a couple of times. And I, my immediate like reaction was that my heart sunk. I thought, oh no, he's like brained himself. I thought that he'd like 
fully messed himself up because I don't know if you've ever seen an animal get its head like caved in, but they do some some weird shit sometimes. Like they don't quite know that they're fucked up yet, and they try and get up and walk, and they're all they're all bugging. And I thought, oh no, he's done himself a head injury the way he was sort of limping and tripping over his feet. And I rushed over to him, and, and as I got to him, he'd seemed to have recovered his wits a little bit, but he looked really like he's had his head down, his tail between his legs, like he was in trouble, like he'd done something wrong or something, the poor fella. And I looked at his nose, and I saw a big chunk had t- taken out of the top of his nose, and I thought, oh, no, maybe he's broken his snout or something because I'm like it was a it was a loud, loud dong. Like it was a, it was a big noise. He hit it hard. And I thought, oh, no, maybe he broke his snout or something. So we sat there for a couple of minutes, me giving him a pat and a scratch and telling him it was okay and checking out his nose for any swelling or any like what felt like fractures or, or really uh, sensitive areas. And he seemed to be okay. So I was pretty I was pretty worried about him, man, but he, he got pretty excited to chase the ball again after that. So I just threw it to him, just a few easy ones for the next sort of 10, 20 minutes. But, yeah, I'm pretty – my heart did drop, man. And I thought that that might be the end of him for a minute. And I know that sounds like over the top. But if you'd have heard how hard this dude hit his head on this post, man, I think that probably what saved him was he hit his snout more than his forehead on it. And um, yeah, again, didn't break his snout or anything. So tough little bugger. Um, and while we're kicking kicking around there, another family came down. I saw them trying to get in through the chain chain locked gate and sort of giving us a confused look. And I went over and said, "Oh, we're." We're not really supposed to be in here, but we kind of came into the back gate. There's a big hole over there. If you guys uh, wanted to come in, they're like, oh, yeah, sweet. So they walked around and came in and joined us and had a bit, had a bit of a yarn to them, the lady and her, her husband and a couple of oh, the, and their three kids. They were in town from Newman. So I had a chat to them and bailed out. But, I mean, that, can we not just fucking make that park, like, just open it up again? Can you not just put the fix the fencing along the back and then open it up? So, like, one of the major parks in town we've only got two decent ones over this side i guess there's three if you consider pretty pool can we not open that up so we can get back in there and use it again but anyway what do i know just a fucking caveman fucking carpenter so um what else we had going on in town lately hey i um i paid the deposit on the the logo um for the logo design to get up and away so i'm going through headland design if you i don't know if you've seen any of her work around town she did i know she did carlos's logo and and uh, my friends from Sharp and Spearfishing did their logo also. Hey, I should be giving those boys a shout-out as well. I know they're doing a bit of movement lately around town, the, the guys from um, Shafted. They've got some breath hold, uh, breath hold seminar coming up in July. Not sure if there's any um, open spaces um, still still op- uh, still available in that one, but I, I was actually pretty keen to get in there and, and do that um, course as well, get my breath hold up. And um, Yeah, they've got a few things coming up. In the future, so um, I'll, I will start giving them the shout out at the beginning of the podcast again, and, and um, um, yeah, I'm just going to play it by ear and see if they wanted to come in and have a yarn at some stage. I know I was saying at the start of the year I was going to get them both on and and do a bit of a podcast, but things just didn't happen that way. People work shift work, and they seem to be pretty quiet on the spear fishing and posting front for a while there. So I kind of just let it lie. But things seem to be firing up again. If they've got a few things in the works, tell me there's some um, exciting um, news coming up. So I'll, I'll definitely shout that out from my side here and then if, see if they're keen to catch up and have a beer and a, and a yarn. So shout out to the boys at Sharpton Spear Fishing there too. Uh, yeah, logo de- deposit is paid. Uh, she said she'd start working on it in a couple of weeks and I think it's another four weeks or something like that until final um, design will be ready. So I'm pretty pretty damn excited to see what she comes up with, eh? Like, I've got my own little ideas, and I told her those when we started out, but um, really, I feel like the best thing to do in this kind of situation is to sit back and let the, the artist um, or the designer 
come up with their own, um, you know, their own design, and, and, and to show me what what the, she's got in mind, and then I can sort of guide her from there. Yeah, no, let's try this, let's try that. Maybe have a look at the color scheme, those kind of things. But I'm really excited to see what she comes up with. Hopefully, it's a. I want something that's like, I want something that looks uh, nice and professional, but fun. And but more than anything, I really want something that looks like um, something that sticks in your head. Like logos for me, logos have got to be something that kind of it's an icon that you you see it and and you recognize it whenever you see it again. You know, it's got to be simple enough that that sticks within your remember and you remember it, but then interesting enough, like deep, enough detail and whatnot that it's interesting and sort of unique. So there's a good little um, yeah, there's a tricky little sort of middle ground area for her to play with in there, and I'll see what she comes up with and. And see where we can go from there. But I'm pretty pretty bloody excited about it. So that'll consist of yeah, logo and some business cards, and I'll get some stubby holders and stickers and shit made up as well, and start handing them out around town. And, and then it'll be a bit of a so, a bit of a um, social media launch of the branch that she'll do through her um her social media um platforms as well. So I'm pretty damn excited about that. Hopefully we can get a little bit of a boost and a bit more of a presence around town, and and um yeah, have a bit more of a professional look to the thing. Be pretty damn stoked about that. So logo deposit is paid. Um, what else have been doing this damn week? Hey, it's been um, – I don't know if you noticed all the, the fog we've had around town, especially over at Port, obviously on port side during the week. Like we had rain last week and then I think it was probably Thursday this week, Wednesday or Thursday. Um, yeah, Thursday I think. The, there was a big front hanging out on the, on the horizon like all morning just a big thick cloud over there back back where all the ships are. And then at like probably 9 o'clock, it just rolled in across the ocean, a big fog cloud rolled in over the town and sat over the, the whole of Port Hedland until like sort of 11 o'clock. It was pretty cool, man. Was, the temperature dropped a bit and you were just – if you were driving through it, you were driving, you were in, in fog, you know, for a couple of hours in the middle of the day. Like it normally burns off obviously once the sun comes out. But it was pretty badass, man. And – I've noticed in the mornings we're getting that fog sitting around the mud flats and stuff as well. And, and Friday morning I was driving back from at probably six thirty in the morning from South back over to Port for work. And um, the I was coming over the first bridge, so the bridge near South Headland, the little bridge, driving over that first bridge from South heading back towards Port and looking out towards sort of between South and that little industrial area where the um, Puma. Um, uh, petrol station is there was all fog through there thick thick fog and the sun was just a little slit on the horizon it was kind of a bit of a glow on the horizon man and then as the sun uh rose up over the horizon you couldn't see the actual sun itself the shape of the sun but just where this big patch of fog was it was like a ball of light in the middle of that just started to grow and grow and grow and then it like it looked like magic, man. It didn't look like a sunrise. It looked like someone was in there, like doing like some sort of Dragon Ball Z, like oh, like it's just this ball of light and it just started glowing, 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 and then it got huge. And then all of a sudden, all oh, kind of like burnt, burnt the fog away around it. And then there was this big golden orb of a sun hanging out over the over the. So by the time you could see the sun, it was completely uh, free of the horizon. There was this golden orb sun sitting on the horizon. I flicked the sunnies down. There's all this foggy mist shit in front of it. And fuck, it was just, it was badass, man. Like if I was not driving into one and on the uh, 
on the bridge where there's nowhere to pull over. I would have pulled straight over and got the phone out, tried to get a snap of it, man, or even a little video because it was bloody – it was it was awesome, man. Like I've never seen a sunrise like that before in my life. Like I said, you couldn't see the sun. It was just this glowing ball of mist that then burst into a frigging sun. It was so cool, man. I was buzzing off that for about half an hour afterwards, eh? But, yeah, loving all that fog around lately makes it sound kind of – creepy and eerie when you drive over one of the bridges and all the mud flats are just full, full of this slowly moving fog. Um, you've got to love that. Um, what else have I been checking out lately? Um, I've said that I've uh, been a fan of the Trippin' of Van guys. I've mentioned that on here before and, and I have made contact with them because I know that they're, they've been in the Pilbara recently, but I'm not sure if they're coming through Headland. If they do, I really am hoping that they, they hit me up and I can squeeze in a quick little chat with those guys. But not really holding my fingers on that, cross my fingers on that too much. I hold my breath. I know that they're quite busy and they've kind of got their own schedule that they're following, but they'll be pretty badass to catch up with those guys and have a yarn because I'm so interested in what they in what they do, man. Um, they've, they've got a family. They've got three young kids and they've been traveling around Australia for I think about three years now. They've obviously got a bunch of sponsors. They've got the Instagram, Facebook page where they post everything. Um, they've got a blog that they do. They've got really good marketing techniques. One of them's got a marketing background. The other one's got a photography background. So great photos, great marketing. They've got a bunch of sponsors, man, and a gang of sponsors. And I think I've mentioned before that I came up with my idea of of doing this podcast and, and building up enough of a following and getting some sponsorship that I can take it around a bloody country. And, like, I'd love to go around the country for, say, six months with the caravan and the kids and, and do podcasts from town to town and with a bit of sponsorship helping out along the way. And then I found out about these Tribune Van guys, and that's exactly – well, it's not exactly what they're doing. They're not doing a podcast. They're doing a blog from town to town as they go, all these different camping spots. And, I mean, they've got a huge following. People love what they're doing. So there's obviously an idea there that works. There's obviously a market for it. And um, it would be really interesting to catch up with them and have a chat and see how it all goes and where the idea, idea came from, how long it took them to build up to get those sponsorships to help them financially along the way. And, and I mean, they're homeschooling their kids. How's that all working out? So there's a heap of shit I'd love to chat to them about. I think it would be a great podcast. But, again, not holding my breath too much. But um, they have been in the Pilbara lately. They're at Karajini at the moment. And they've just come from the borough peninsula down in Caratha and I mean I grew up in Caratha as a kid and we went out to a bunch of different spots I'm sure I've been out to the Barrett Peninsula but I didn't realize and re- remember how beautiful those beaches are there past the jump up so the jump up is where you come out to the peninsula there's a big sort of rock wall you've got to get up which is what stops all the just common um, traffic going up there the grey nomads and just and the weekend warriors whatever just getting out there and, and going out and swamping the joint because you know there's the high risk of damaging the fenders of the, on, and the side steps and shit of your car getting up the jump up and, and heading out to the rest of the borough. Uh, but there's some this, like, secluded bays and white sandy beaches with beautiful blue water and you can camp right on the beach, your own little beach, and there'd be some good fishing around there and shit too. So, man, that, the posts lately have got me thinking real hard that, that that might be the next spot we go camping, a couple of hours south or down the coast anyway, a couple of hours west, um, and and go down and check out the Burrup, man, because the photos look bloody amazing. If you if you don't follow tri- the guys from Trippin' Van, jump on Trippin' Van and, and have a look at the um, the photos they've been putting up from the beaches around the Burrup, man. It's bloody, bloody awesome. So if, yeah, anyway, and again, fingers crossed that I could get hold of them and, and do a sneaky little podcast if they do come through town. I would love that, man. Um 
Uh, I guess the other main th- – what else – one other thing I, I was going to put in there that I've been spending time this weekend on um, – Building a building a pallet table, so I got a, a pallet table I've I built probably five five or so years ago, um, made out of pine pallets and pull it apart and, and make a bit of a, a rustic outdoor table out of the thing. And then uh, I noticed our neighbours across the road, Nikki Nikki and Gloria, who who own the hardware store, um, home hardware. They uh they've commented on it a few times. They really love it, and you know they'd love one like that at their places too. So they're getting married next week next weekend and um we're going to the wedding and i thought you know it would be good for a wedding present would you make that bloody table that they want so i finally got the gear sorted out for it this weekend and started having a crack yesterday and got pretty far i got the table made uh we need to finish it off today but yeah it's pretty cool um i do love just even though it's old and it's rustic i love working with old timber and doing projects with recycled timber so um um Sorry, just my, my phone just buzzed and I had to have a quick look at it. Well, it might be important. But, yeah, um, so um, the, the the table, sorry, my bad. Yeah, yeah, so I've been working on that. I needed to get that one finished as well this afternoon. So I've got this quick little window now where the kids are having some quiet time and a nap and then um, my bro will come around when I wake up and get out there and finish that table off and, and maybe give it a quick coat of stain and, and get a hand to carry it across the road. Uh, I do love working with reclaimed timber. I've got an old Jarrah Park bench here that I, I made out of some Jarrah that, that we pulled down from an old pergola. Um, yeah, I've made barn doors and things like that down in Perth out of reclaimed Jarrah. Um, just like, I love working with old reclaimed timber, mate. The the bal- balcony at my sister's house, uh, we did all the um, the balustrading and everything out of old recycled Jarrah they had sitting around there. You can do some really cool shit with it, man. And, I do have a dream of one day having a nice big workshop, some property, um, and, and and my man cave slash workshop out the back where I can have a bunch of um, like thicknesses and and planers and and not good drop saws and um, just good workbench, good workspace there to have you know where I can really do rec- like make reclaimed furniture. I'd love to do that, make old tables and chairs and shit like that. Nice just passion projects, maybe sell them off, maybe just make them for for the for the love of it whatever. I've got a big dream of doing that one day with reclaimed timber hey. So just having just having a bit of a scratch around and, and making some shit out of pallets. I used to do wine rack holders out of them and uh, bath caddies and all that kind of shit when I had a bit more free time before we had kids. And the old pallet table is just a bit of fun, man. Like up here in the pool, we don't get to work with steel very much. I mean, so with, with timber very much, it's all bloody steel. So I can do a bit of fixing carpentry here, hanging doors and some, you know, bits and pieces, finishing trim. But there's not a lot of just just straight out carpentry. So on a weekend, it's good to pull an old pallet apart and, and make something out of it. So I've been bloody enjoying that one. And looking forward to the wedding next week as well. I should pr- probably mention that as a as as a um, event, uh, Port Hedland local event, because it's going to be a bloody big wedding. They've invited everybody and their grandmother. It's going to be a big gay wedding. Um, I'm pretty sure it's going to be, get quite wild. So we'll take the kids with us to the ceremony down at the um, the the, the uh, small bank there, and then the receptions at the yacht club. So we'll bring them home, and Uncle Mike can babysit the kids while we go out and. Um, yeah, give it a bit of a nudge. I haven't been to a wedding in bloody years, mate. Like for for whatever reason, I guess we went through that stage of life. We went through a stage of life where all of our friends were getting married. We got married. There was weddings, you know, a couple of times a year, and you go out, and they're always bloody good fun. But it's been a bit of a 
been a bit of a spell now since we've bloody been to one. So looking forward to going out, getting on the free turps, having a feed, get the kids babysat, and, and might even just um, for once let the hair down and, and write the Sunday off as a hangover day because that's another thing that me and my wife never do. We, we never, Even when we go out, we don't really let our hair down because we know we've got to get up with the kids the next day and keep them entertained and, you know, do all that kind of shit, just be parents. But I think I might um, – Right, next Sunday off is a bit of a lounge around movie day recovery and, and just let the old dreads out and have some fun. So looking forward to that one. And I hope they like their um, their wedding present palette table. And, of course, the last big um, local event that's that's coming up, coming up is uh, the Northwest Fest. So we, we've had the – we had the first announcement of uh, Amy Shark, Baker Boy, who I – did get hold of um, through Instagram uh, Messenger. I actually got hold of his – it was his management team that kind of fielded my message. So they said they wouldn't have time to do an, uh, a, an interview or a catch-up in town, but I got um, Brad from PCC trying it through his um, – from his angle, through his connections as well, just to see if they, you know – I know he's doing a bit of youth involvement work when, while he's in town, and I was sort of saying, look, mate, I can make it mobile i can do it on the fly i don't need half an hour of his time i can be really accommodating i think it would be a really good chat i think it'd be great for my podcast for this town he's got a big following here he's a local you know he's, he's not local he's, he's an indigenous fellow we've got a lot of big local indigenous community here i think it's something that would work well that just makes sense so i'm trying to push my last little leave that I've got to try and get something happening with Baker Boy, but at this stage they says he says uh, that they, his management team anyway say so they won't have any time to do that. I did get hold of uh, the crew from Red Hook who were playing, and they said they'd be happy to come and, and have a yarn with me. So that's pretty awesome. Um, I'll keep up to date with that one as as we get closer. Um, just make another again make a time to have a, a chat for half an hour with the the crew from um, Red Hook before they play at Northwest Fest. That should be a bit of fun. And then also the pot bellies are playing. And since then, we've had the second release for the um, Sunday Sundowner. And uh, and that'll be uh, Ash Grunwald and another band playing. I can't remember who the other band is off the top of my head, but Ash Grunwald's playing. And, um, yeah, I've been a fan of Ash Grunwald for, for years, man, years, since like the early 2000s. Um, so pretty keen to, to get down and check out Ash Gromwald and also I've now, since I found that out, I think I found that out yesterday, I've, I've shot him a, a message via Instagram to try and see if I can get hold of the man um, and see if he would like to have a chat as well. So I'll just throw out um, as many as many invites to these people as I can and just see if anyone gets back to me and, and uh, see if we can hook anything else up. We've got the Red Hook one pretty much um, booked in lockdown, so that's something something to go for uh, to go off for now anyway, and that's, that's pretty mm. cool. But, yeah, Northwest Fest is um, – I should have the dates right here in front of me, but I don't. Uh, Northwest Fest is August. Let me go. Mm. Let me just check this out here. Uh, the old Northwest Fest – which is pretty good, um, 25th to the 26th of August. So the 25th will be the Saturday with Amy Shark and Baker Boy and Red Hook, and then the 26th will be the Sundowner with um, Ash Grunwald and a couple other bands. And then hopefully there's local artists to be announced. So still hoping that um, our friend Bella Blakemore gets the call up to um, do either the warm-up for the for the Saturday or maybe the warm-up for the Sunday session, whichever it is she's been having uh, – She's been getting a lot of work around town lately. She she opened up for 
the waves the other week, and she's been doing a lot of gigs down at um, the Esplanade and things like that. And she opened up for uh, Northwest Fest last year, so hopefully Bella gets a call up too. And um, Bella's going to be one of the people who I have on here in the next week or in the next couple of weeks um, to have a, a chat with. So we'll get her on and have a bit of a yarn about um, her self, her music, um, the, you know, the events that she's been playing and, and has upcoming in town and also about her, she's got a clothing line that she's uh, running from here as well. So I'll have a, have a yarn to Bella and, and get all around that. Um, also, upcoming interviews is Ibs and Kate from Ironworks. I've mentioned that previously. Um, we need to hook something up within the next two or three weeks with those guys as well and get them to tell us a little bit about their business and, and just have a yarn and get to know some of your local business owners, owners a little bit better. Uh, and also, I haven't made contact with this dude yet, but there's Warren from Pilbara Adventures who, who um, um, I was told about um, by um, Natasha at, at Telling Designs who – He's he runs the Indy, I think it's Indy Five Hundred every um, year out of Indy Station, and he's currently on a bit of a um, sabbatical sort of um, motocross trek, sort of from the top end down through Alice Springs and and um, through some of those tracks through the middle of the country, and she'd have a bit of a, a crazy adventure. So um, I think I think there's two or three bikes out there. So I'm going to make contact with Warren and see if he'd be interested in having a chat when he gets back in town as well. Sounds like it could be a bit of fun. Sounds like a pretty um, interesting kind of cat. So there are the uh, upcoming interviews I've got and probably very soon I'll be looking to drop number two of the Eminem uh, series. I did, uh, I did a review on Slim Shady LP a few weeks back and moving forward the next album will be Marshall Mathers LP, possibly the greatest hip-hop album of all time. So, yeah, that's my opinion anyway. So that would be a good one to cover anyway. I love that album. Grew up with it. Um, definitely still fucked up. There's a lot of fucked up shit in that album still. But, um, yeah, I think it's got a lot more reference and um, reverence also than the first Slim Shady LP. So I'm actually looking forward to doing that one. I need to do a bit of background work and get that one ready to tee up. That'll probably be like a Friday, Saturday night, couple of beers, kick back and, and sink into it type of number. So look forward to that one. Uh, what has been going on with me around town? I've actually been, uh, I've actually been like pretty low on the old motivation factor for um, my workouts lately. Um, I, mean, I've, I train sort of anywhere between three and five times a week, and have done for for several years, well, for many years now. Um, but you go through these slumps sometime. You know, I, I came back from Christmas this year and had a really good. Um, program sorted out i was trying to put some some muscle on did put some muscle on did uh, I, I had a really um intense just lifting program it was four days a week um it was up upper body um and lower body split did that four times a week lifting some pretty heavy weight and made a bunch of personal um bests and things like that um but since then i've um Wait a second, I got someone screaming in the background. I need to just go sort that out. Oh, sorry about that. I had um we had a low level meltdown from my, my boy who's sitting in his cubby house in his bedroom. He's got a little cubby house he's made under his under the desk in there, watching an iPad and he's dropped one of his cho- jockey um protein balls and it rolled off somewhere. So that was it was a low level meltdown. I had to go um I had to go squash that one and um Get, get him back on track. So he should be good for another 10 minutes or so now to let me finish up. But, yeah, I was talking about motivation for the gym. 
And I'm just going through a bit of a slump, man. Like I'm probably um, my diet's not on point. Like it's always good as in my my day to day. Um, I kind of live on the eighty twenty rule, so I'm always eating good meals. Like I eat meat, and veg for dinner every night, but it's either meat and salad, meat and veg, stir fry. Sometimes we do like a pasta, like once a week. But it's always got good veggies in it, good meat, good protein. I eat clean. I eat the same thing for lunch. I eat fruit for my smoko. Um, at the moment, I'm not having breakfast. I'm doing sort of extended fasting periods through the morning, so it's just coffee in the mornings. Um, and I snack on like nuts and shit throughout the day. Like so, I, I eat well, but but I've been I've been pumping the sugar in the evenings lately. Eh? like I've been eating cho- too much chocolate, and some, there's been some little sort of cakes and stuff sneaking into my house, especially since we had the 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 in laws in town, you know, and you're kind of having a bit more of a a drink and a chat and there's some more sweets going around my mother-in-law is making carrot cakes and shit while she's here so the, i think that when you eat that sugar it fucks up your, your gut bacteria you know and it kind of um it gives you these cravings for more sugar and then you wake up in the morning feeling a little bit sluggish like you kind of get these sugar hangovers like i, I do anyway so i think there's a bit of that been going on i'm probably been drinking a little bit too much wine as well with the in-laws in town and stuff so it's all just a little bit uh, hazy and a bit slow at the moment. I'm getting into the gym still, but it's kind of a bit uh, not really. They're not good workouts. I don't feel like pumped after I'm leaving from them, you know. And it takes me like sort of 15, 20 minutes to kind of get ahead of steam up to get really into it in the first place. And I've got a few injuries too. I've got some pretty good um, arthritis or something going on in my right hand. I probably need to go get it checked out because she's not getting any better. She's getting worse. I kind of thought it was just the cold weather at first, but. It's, it's, it's during the middle of the day when it's warm it's it's aching quite bad so i need to get that checked out kind of giving that one a little bit of a break from heavyweights and shit as well so i'm going through a bit of a bit of a motivational slump there i'll figure it out but yeah you just need to you generally need to change things up so i'm thinking i might look at life and soul might look at switching over to life and soul i was actually going to stick my head in there and have a look yesterday but yeah i was making the bloody ballot table which sort of ended up taking me all day and and also th- um, I'm going to get down and do a couple of classes at Ironworks just to get someone else to take the reins. For I, I really do like training on my own, um, or with just with one other person. You know, like um, just a, 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 having a good training partner. Um, I don't like having too many things where I'm committed to, or I have to be at a certain place at a certain time. You know, um, it's just not the way I roll. You already have to do that for work every single day. Um, and there's a bunch of other commitments you have in life, so I don't really like having another thing that I'm really tied to like that. But um, but it's good to have them. You can supplement them in to help, you know, give the reins to someone else and get them to tell you what to do and kick your ass a little bit and push you. And I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty competitive, so, um, you know, I see other people around me going hard and 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 pushing through the workouts, and and um, I, I just want to keep up. I don't want to get left behind. I want to make sure I can do as much as the guy standing next to me, or or more if if possible. So that's always a good kick for me. So I think I might get down there and have a bit of a. Uh, crack at um uh, one of the the group workouts at Ironwork at Ironworks too, but yeah, not a lot else going on with me at the moment. As I've said before, head down, saving the money, got the logo going on for for the podcast. Uh, really got a bit of a five year plan going at this stage. I think when I started this podcast last year, it was all just sort of uh, up in the air. Or oh, where's your oyster? What are we going to do? Um, that's morphed now into more of a focused goal um i've got a pretty good idea of what i want to do and it's and it's 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 over a five-year period at this stage so the next five years will see me in town head down working my ass off putting money in the bank working towards some pretty big goals and stuff we got 
in the future and really building this podcast along the way that's the my this is my passion this is my little baby it's the number one thing i'm doing i'm investing money into it now with the whole logo and that kind of shit there'll be more money getting pumped into this also i've bought some new gear on the line that's, that's rocking up some new microphones and, and recording equipment and shit like that so i'm pumping money into the damn thing a um, bit of a hole, a bit of a pit at the moment that just takes money. And it's not bringing anything back, but that's fine. It's my, it is my passion pit, and, and spending money on something is a good way to motivate yourself to, to make sure you, you stick with it as well. It is for me anyway. So, yeah, I'm going to keep nursing this baby, get my bloody numbers up, and um, really work towards the future of this and the future of um, you know our other goals we have that it's sort of like, set, as I said, which is set over a five-year period at the moment. So looking forward to that. And apart from that, I, um not a whole lot of other shit going on for me. There'll be some camping trips coming up, but I won't be leaving uh, the country or going down to Perth or anything anytime soon. So, yeah, just kicking back, spending time in Headland, loving the bloody weather. And where, really, where else would you want to be in the country right now? I mean, yeah, it's, it's bloody beautiful. I love it. The ocean's been beautiful. I've got some great sunrise, sunset photos and shit lately. We've been out there in the evenings in the garden, you know, pottering around, getting the dogs down the beach, all that kind of shit, man. Like, that's why we're here. It's what we live for up here so um yeah just enjoying that this time of year and i hope you guys are all are too um the opening song today was god called in sick today by afi and afi were i kind of one of those bands um i was mad on them for for a while there back in the day in my early 20s late late teens early 20s and i kind of forgot about them a little bit till i heard a song uh, earlier today uh and they were just like um sort of a little bit were they were kind of like the um, the beginning of emo punk in their own way. They were like a mixture between the um, like the gothic kind of. I'm not sure what the scene was called. It was like different gothic bands, like Placebo were one, but then there's a lot of metal the gothics would listen to, like black metal and stuff. But they were kind of like a mix between the gothic scene and then the punk scene. They had this real dark depressing kind of uh morbid take on their music but it was with it was always with a punk framework to it and it's i loved it It was something different to everything else that was going around at the time um that a lot of a lot of harmonies and shit as you can hear in the song at the beginning of this uh podcast a lot of harmonizing and then really good hard fast punk like choruses or verses and and um just re- worked really really well uh yeah, they're still kicking around now. I think still making music today. I'd say their best of their creative days are probably behind them, from what I've heard of them. But still around today, making music, still doing the damn thing. So it's cool to um, yeah to have another little one of my old bands slip back into um, my consciousness, and and uh, that'll be going on on the punk playlist. A couple of their tracks now. I'll be pumping that one out at the gym. Uh, so A Five, if you've never heard of them, get a, get around them, check them out. Yeah, they've got some great songs. Um, like I said, like a yeah, like a morbid gothic style punk rock band so it's something pretty different pretty cool get in there check out afi uh thanks for your time again thanks for everybody who's listening uh like and share this mother chucker on uh on your socials and um i'll see all y'all next week for episode number 41 average man podcast god called in sick today over and out peace